0: This is Battleground Ballot Box, a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. I'm Stephen Fowler, and today, we are going to talk about the mail. Mail time. Mail, time. Mail, time. Mail, time. mail time! Specifically, we'll talk about voting by mail, something a record 1.1 million Georgians did in the June primary, and at least a million more planned to do for November. It's a new phenomenon for Peach State voters, and the combination of COVID-19 and a tightly contested election means it's more important for voters to understand the do's and don'ts of absentee voting. There's disinformation from the president, fears of a postal slowdown, and plenty of ways ballots can be rejected for not following rules to a T. Georgians can return their absentee ballots one of three ways. In person, to their county elections office, in a new secure 24-7 dropbox, or through the good old-fashioned mailbox.
1: You've got mail.
0: We'll start with one of the biggest and most important questions many people have. Should we trust sending our sacred vote through the mail?
2: So, the answer overall is yes, you can trust the Postal Service. The Postal Service has immense capacity for handling and processing all mail, including election mail.
0: That's Grace Panetta, a politics reporter for Business Insider covering elections, and she's been following all of the questions and controversy about voting by mail ahead of this election.
2: The Postal Service has just immense capacity for processing first class mail or any kind of paper mail in general that we can't even imagine. They estimate that. They deliver over 180 million pieces of first-class mail every day. So, for example, even if all of the United States is voting eligible population, even like if 200 million Americans all voted by mail, that would still be only a little bit more than what they process on a daily basis. So, it's not so much an issue of capacity. You don't have to worry that they don't, you know, have the resources or don't have the ability to process mail ballots.
0: But there is a big voter-shaped caveat to all of this.
2: However, people do need to be sort of responsible for getting their ballots in on time for understanding the rules and the deadlines in their state, because really the only way that your ballot won't get delivered on time is if you wait until the very last minute to mail it. Uh, first-class mail each way takes about two to five days to process, and the Postal Service has this year committed to delivering all election mail at a first-class rate and even at the above first-class rates. They've you know they committed publicly to really prioritizing the delivery of election mail. But with that said, you know, it's really up to people following the deadlines and being aware of those rates of delivery.
0: In Georgia, that means requesting and returning your ballot early, even though the law technically gives you more time. Right now, you can request an absentee ballot up until October 30th, but that application has to be received, the ballot has to be prepared, mailed to you, you have to get it, fill it out, and return it all before the deadline Panetta says there are bigger picture changes happening with the Postal Service that are worth noting, but have been morphed into misinformation that might make you trust the mail less.
2: The U.S. Postal Service is a giant government agency that employs over 600,000 people. It operates everywhere in the United States and every single zip code it delivers mail to. And so sort of a lot of the big headlines earlier this summer about the post office were concerns over um, some of the new measures put in place by Postmaster General Louis DeJoy, who is a shipping and logistics executive who came into the role in June and instituted a number of cost cutting measures that you know included limiting late trips and extra trips, in some cases limiting overtime. And there was just an immense backlash to that because he was a Trump donor, and a new Republican political donor, had no prior experience working in the postal service. And so that sort of set off a lot of alarms for people. But overall the situation got very muddled and there was a lot of misinformation going around, particularly. About the removal of sorting machines and blue collection boxes. There just there were so many viral articles and viral tweets and social media posts about people raising panic. Oh, someone saw a truck of blue collection boxes being moved. It must be a conspiracy to undermine the election. Well, in reality, many of those posts that went super viral were eventually debunked. And the truth ended up being a lot more, you know, boring, which is that you know the US Postal Service has seen massively declining first-class mail volume since pretty much the Great Recession.
0: Still, Georgia and pretty much every other state has seen an increase in voting by mail even before the pandemic caused many voters to switch voting methods to one that avoids in-person contact. That puts additional strain on your local elections
2: officials. So in 2016, for example, 60% of Americans voted in person on Election Day. About 23% or 24% voted by mail or absentee and a lot of that was in states that are now running their elections entirely by mail like Oregon, Washington, Colorado, Utah, those places. So it is a huge change in 2016 in over half of US states fewer than 10% of people cast their ballots by mail. So it is a massive, massive change I would say for most states.
0: Then there are some complications, with some court cases seeking to make absentee voting easier or harder for November's election.
2: So in Georgia, in late August, a judge ruled that officials have to accept ballots that are postmarked by November 3rd and arrive by the 6th. There was a similar decision in Pennsylvania last week and a decision in Michigan. And those are actually quite significant. And Pennsylvania was similar to Georgia, where the judge said if there's evidence the ballot was mailed... Um, by November 3rd. They have to be accepted if they arrive by the 6th. And then in Michigan, a judge ruled that election officials have to accept ballots that are postmarked by November 2nd, the day before, and arrive up to 14 days later. And these are extremely important because one of the most common reasons ballots get rejected every year is for arriving past a deadline or arriving past a deadline and not having a you know a, a postmark or some evidence the ballot was put in the mail before election day.
0: Then, there are some states like Georgia that have changed rules to make it easier to vote absentee and easier for your officials to count them. You can request your absentee ballot online for Georgia at ballotrequest.sos.ga.gov and then track the status of your ballot throughout the process at another site, Georgia.ballottrax.net. That's ballot T-R-A-X, and we'll also have those links up on our website. Also, most counties in Georgia have at least one secure dropbox that is monitored 24-7 as a new option to return the ballot without dealing with people or the Postal Service. And counties can now begin processing absentee ballots two whole weeks before Election Day, opening up the envelopes and doing everything but tabulating who those votes are for. But what happens if something goes wrong and officials reject your absentee ballot? Don't despair.
2: Every single state requires you to sign the outside of your ballot envelope. And then there are also over 30 states that now use what's called signature matching, where election officials, when they receive a ballot back, they look at the signature on the affidavit um, on the outside of the envelope, and they compare it to the most recent signature they have on file to the voter, whether that's on their voter registration application, their mail ballot request form, their driver's license. And they really are just looking for you know consistency and proof that The person who got the ballot is indeed the one who mailed it back. Um, Also you know in some most states now that do use signature matching or require a witness signature also now have a cure process where if there's an issue with the voter's ballot, if there's a missing witness signature or there's a big discrepancy in their signature, the voter is notified and given a chance to correct the error and fix their ballot because you know there it is important to have these security measures with mail ballots but it can sometimes raise concerns That people are can be disenfranchised. And it is true that mail ballots do have a much higher rate of rejection than votes that are cast in person. But more and more states now are expanding ways for voters who had an issue with their ballot to go and fix it and make sure their vote is counted.
0: So when you get your absentee ballot because you've requested it early, make sure to fill out your choices by completely filling in the ovals. No check marks, smiley faces, or other incomplete marks. When your ballot is scanned, the scanner in the voting system measures how much of that oval is filled in to determine what's a vote, what needs to be reviewed by a human, and what is probably just a stray mark. And while a new state rule lowers the threshold of what counts and what gets sent to a team of human reviewers, we can just go ahead and take that step now to make sure there are no issues.
2: Basically, you just wanna sign, seal, and deliver your ballot. Make sure you filled out the instructions and everything. And then, yeah, just get it back within plenty of time, because late arrival is one of the biggest reasons why ballots are rejected. And then if you're in a state with a postmark deadline, for example, if your ballot has to be postmarked by Election Day, you obviously want to get it in as soon as possible. But if you're getting near towards the postmark deadline, what you can do is go into a physical post office and get it hand canceled by a clerk. And that will make sure that that stamp is on there and your ballot will be counted. And then again, you also, if you're really nervous about the U.S. Postal Service, um, you do have options to, in most states, to return your ballot in person to your elections office or to a secure ballot dropbox.
0: Voting by mail is still a new concept for most voters, and it's okay to be a little intimidated by it. Not everyone feels comfortable with it, and some still prefer voting early in person or on election day. But state and local officials say for this election, if you can vote by mail, you should and do so as early as possible. As a reminder, you can apply for an absentee ballot online or by submitting a paper form through email or fax to your county elections office or physically dropping it off to them in person. And to return that ballot, you can drop it in the mail, use a secure drop box, or return it directly to your county elections office.
1: It's easy to fill out your absentee ballot. Use a black or blue pen to mark your ballot. Completely fill in the oval next to the name of the candidate you want to vote for. Then fold your secrecy envelope, which is white, and labeled Official Absentee Ballot around your folded ballot. Then put the entire secrecy envelope containing your ballot into the return envelope. Sign the oath on the back of the return envelope then either mail the ballot back, applying first-class postage to the envelope, or hand-deliver it to the county elections office. Each ballot must be received by the county election board no later than 7 p.m. on election day, Tuesday, November 3rd. Contact Secretary of State Brad Raffensberger's office for any questions or visit sos.ga.gov. That's sos.ga.gov. Paid for by Help America Vote Act. If you ask for an absentee
0: ballot and it never came, or you changed your mind and want to vote in person, be prepared for your in-person experience to take a little longer, because you have to fill out an affidavit saying you no longer want to vote by mail and that you haven't already voted that way. And if you have any questions or concerns voting absentee by mail in this November election, please reach out. I'm Stephen Fowler. This is Battleground Ballot Box, a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. You can subscribe to our show at gpb.org battleground or anywhere you get podcasts. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Our editor is Wayne Drash. Our intern is Eva Rothenberg. The show is mixed by Jesse Neiswanger and the director of podcasting is Sean Powers. Thanks for listening.